feel like we're we're off right now. I feel like we need I need we need to like click into it or something. Okay, ready? Click into it. No, let me hear you click into it. Heritage. Heritage? That's what I thought of when we did that. It's not heritage, it's hereditary. Hereditary. (laughs) (laughs) So I bought cargo pants the other day, and I was trying them on, and I've never worn cargo pants before. I never had the That's a lie. Uh, Yeah, I wore them back in in elementary, because that was like the style. Why was that ever the style? Cargo pants, baggy, baggy, bright t-shirts. Yep. Um, it was always too much, too much going on on the shirt, and there's always a dragon involved. I used to love my uh, zip-off shorts, pants into shorts. Now those oh, were those at least are, those are cool. Those yeah. are cool. Those are functional. Those are so functional, and but they don't so make are them like those. cargo pants. They are shorts, cargo shorts. They are. Yeah, I just feel like cargo shorts look dorky, but with the pants, it makes sense. You know what I mean? No, no. I Why would having a zipper in the middle of your pant make it better? I, I just feel like having the option is is what is what's interesting to me, you know? I like having an option so if like if I'm hot, I could take it off and have shorts, but if it gets cold again at night, just zip it back up. Hmm. You know? But zipping back up those shorts was impossible to do without your mom there. As I also learned. Hmm. Did you ever have problems zipping it back up? Nope. God, I could not understand the concept of a zipper for the sake of my fucking life. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. How to many me. zippers do you think Dad busted just like from our jackets growing up? <laughs> okay, that was a thing, yeah. right? Yeah, I remember. We would always go and get a jacket, and somehow we would get like we'd go to put it on, and the zipper would just get stuck or something. And the amount of times <laughs> that Dad's been like grabs a hold of it and he's lifting it up as I'm looking down and then he finally either Uh A gets it or his hand slips and like either smacks me in the face or I have to like dodge his hand or something. Yeah. Happened all the time. He'd bust all my zippers on my jackets. He just he just thought brute force was the answer for the zippers. And every time it just wasn't the answer. Yeah, my he also used to smack everything to try and get it to work. It some most of the time it did. Is that where you got it from? Uh, I feel like it's just a family trait. It's hereditary. Welcome back, everybody. Week 99. Week 99, guys. That's 9 plus 9, 18. Ooh, plus 40. Uh, 58 plus 2, 60. Uh, plus 30, 90. Plus 8, 98. Plus 1, 99. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's, snakes. Stupidity and skeletons. skeletons. Spooky skeletons. Stupidity is a, is a spooky S. It could be a spooky trait. Why? Because sometimes you get amazed. You're like, man, that person is walking around doing things on the daily. 
you're, you're worried about that person because sometimes they just don't know what's going on. So you can be worried about them, which can also lead to being scared for them, which can then lead to fear, to hate, to suffering, and then to the dark side. So. Okay, nice. And then it's October all over again. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? What do you think about that, Matt? I think uh, you went down a very dark path there very quickly. <laughs> um, but It's spooky season, baby. Welcome back to Spooktober, everybody. Spooktober. Dude, before we jump into anything too spooky, how's your week? Uh, week was good, man. Week has been busy. Um, there's always a lot going on during the day, but, uh, my, my meditations have been keeping me in line and, uh, staying divine. You know what I mean? So that's been awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, work's chilling. I'm chilling. I finally working out again. I hurt my back a little bit uh, a week or two ago. So doing fine now at least. Uh, but yeah, it's been good. How about your week? Uh, week's been good. I'm exhausted. Do you have any Halloween themed events you're going to? Halloween themed events? Um, no, no. no. What what constitutes as a Halloween themed event? Uh, like a Halloween party or something. Like not I, not like pumpkin patches or pumpkin carvings or. See, pumpkin patches are different. I don't I don't understand the point of pumpkin patches just because it's not like I don't know like farms like pumpkin farms and stuff like it's just. I don't know. Just fucking go buy at the grocery store and then carve it. I feel like carving is the fun part of the pumpkin patch mm-hmm. thing. Like the pumpkin patch to me is just going to look at a pumpkin. But when I get to cut into it, that's when I start to actually have fun. You know? But it's not saying it's like a bad thing to do. Like go do it. It's something everyone should, you know, experience. <laughs> but does it have to happen all the time? No. I don't know if I've ever been to a, pump- a pumpkin patch. Good, man. Have you? Yeah, you yeah. went multiple Have you? times. <laughs> I've been to one. Yeah, been to a couple. I mean, they're not like they're not bad. I they have stuff you can yeah, do there's, there. There's more stuff to do there, which is fun. See, I feel like I feel like I had to have gone at least once when I was younger. No, we never. They went weren't as big. I don't think we didn't or, go to pumpkin patches when we were younger. They weren't as mainstream when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. See, I I feel like I feel like I should take Monique. I feel like she like to go do that. I don't know what a pumpkin patch entails, but just go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Hey, Monique, when you listen to this, <laughs> I'll be bringing up a pumpkin patch pretty soon. Um, yeah, no, my week's been good. I'm super tired. It's been a crazy couple of days. Uh, just a lot going on. But uh, this weekend, me and Monique got to go and celebrate our friend Chucky's wedding. Wedding Chucky season. Congrats, Chucky. Charles Woo. and Liana. Congratulations, you guys. Mr. and um, Mrs. Ortega. It was so much fun. It was beautiful. It was at the Empire Polo Club, which is where they have Coachella. Oh, so, it was the actual place where yeah. they have Coachella. Yeah. Not just the area. No, 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 that's no, no, that's no, cool. The that's literal really spot. Cool. Like, just a giant, massive, like, where they're, the spot on the property that they rented was super beautiful. And then uh, where the ceremony was like right behind you was were these fountains. And then like this like huge like grass area. Um, so yeah, got to see that. Had some good food, amazing speeches. And then the whole night just was dancing. It was so much fun. So much so fun. So no Are Mexican ever... candy shots this time. No, no. I was, I was on my best behavior. Um, no Mexican candy shots. Uh, they were they party. Matt didn't arrive. They had beer and wine, so I just basically had a beer all night. Which beer makes me full, so I can't drink it that they fast. Didn't have that many seltzers or anything like that. 
No, they uh, when it was cocktail hour, they had cocktails. So they had Mai Tais mm. and they had Lucky Ritas because uh, the hashtag for their, their wedding was uh, hashtag Lucky or Lucky Fest or something like that. Um, so both of them were super good. And uh, I got to have lamb for the first time. That's what they serve. That for that for the hors d'oeuvres, they had lamb and they had some other stuff. But the lady could just tell that I, I would enjoy a nice piece of lamb. So she walked over and like every time she'd come out, she'd like come over to me and I'd eat it. it was so good. Uh, yeah, and then we danced and it was cool because they had a band and a DJ. So when the DJ came on, right, everybody starts dancing to the music and stuff. And I walked to go get another beer and I turn around and I see <laughs> I see Brad standing on the dance floor with everybody and he's kind of like dancing and they had these four like boxes by the dance floor and the DJ pushes this button and all of a sudden <laughs> these freaking like flames shoot out of <laughs> out of the boxes but it was like a sparklers but like a lot of them right it's like pfft. And you just see Brad like turn around. You see people all scared because they weren't expecting it. They're like patting their hair to make sure they're not on fire. They're like, uh, where are we? <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but yes, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun night. Uh, a lot of fun dancing with everybody that night. And then uh, we went back to the hotel room and me, John, Melissa, Seth, Chelsea, and Brad and Monique all piled into one room and knocked out me john and brad ended up at this mcdonald's drive-thru for literally like an hour because everyone was going to that mcdonald's no i they only accepted cash and you didn't they didn't tell you that till you placed your order like you waited in line then you came around then you got to the place to order the food and so then you order and they go oh yeah we're only accepting cash and i was like well luckily john had cash but if we didn't then i would have to sat in that line to get out and then not have what food. What a bunch of assholes. It was annoying. It was frustrating. But sounds like uh sounds like someplace near here. A Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco, Taco, Bell. Taco Bell's trash, dude. Taco Bell's trash. So bad. But um the wedding was absolutely beautiful. So much fun. Congrats, Chat. guys. Liana, thank you for inviting Monique and I. We had a lot of fun. So uh what about you, Cheese? How was your week? This whole month is just shows, dog. Yeah, is just it getting better or worse? Shows. It actually is getting a lot better. I feel it feels evo- like like the show is evolving. So the show that you guys will see next week is not the show that you know we opened with four weeks ago. Are you getting Are you getting exhausted? No, a little di- bit? no, no, I love it. Yeah, I'm loving it. I just imagine like the director's just pissed off because you and the actors are like, it's evolving because you guys are just changing the show. You're just like rewriting. <laughs> Here's your own how we're going to make this better this time. Oh, <laughs> well, cool. Um, Monique and I and Ernesto and Kristen will be going and on Dalton, Saturday. But- and Annalise and Mitch, uh, if you guys, I know Mitch will listen to this. Um, you guys will be going to the eight o'clock showing and I'll be going to the two because I didn't know there was two separate showings. Uh, my bad, but you know, maybe we'll. I'm sure there's still time to switch them if they really want to. Yeah, I'll let um, them know. That's true. We'll see. But yeah. So. All right. Can we talk about our creepy event of the week? Now? Yeah, you can. Let's let's get into your creepy event of the week. Right. Oh, do you have your? Oh, that's right. We're gonna focus on me here. Okay. We're doing both. Yes, 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 yes. What's wrong? Nothing. Go for it. Uh, our creepy event of the week was a psychic reading. So you want to go into detail about like how it was supposed to go and how so it ended up going? Our idea, our ideal scenario was we go to an actual psychic and we pay them like 15, 20 bucks to give us whatever kind of reading they wanted. And then we come back here and talk about our experience. 
Um, instead, we couldn't make that happen. So we did an online psychic reading, <laughs> <laughs> which honestly came out to be a little bit better than expected. It was it was way more funny than we were expecting. And um, some of the shit was kind of like a little nerve wracking. Um, I did a soulmate uh, soulmate one. Uh, soulmate specialist. Soulmate specialist. And uh, that was interesting to say the least. Um, I you give her one star. I'm about to, bro. <laughs> She's so bad. Um, and like there, there was, and what's the best part about this is, if you guys want to go go and do an online psychic reading, it's super awesome. Go to uh, my uh, <laughs> what is it called? Mystic sense. <laughs> Mystic sense. What my, are you gonna, what are you gonna to, say? He's about to say my stick sense. Mystic sense. <laughs> I was like, wait, that didn't make sense. Mysticsense.com and uh. You can pay like twenty bucks for like a ten minute reading. Um, you pay these people by the minute, <laughs> by and they the take minute. their fucking time to answer you, <laughs> so they can milk you for all the money you got. Now I um, will say there is a phone option, right? Yes. Yeah. But who's to say they're not going to be like, "All right, give me a second. Exactly. They need to listen. Like, all okay. Right, I need at least this five dollars for this to be worth my time. Yeah. It was. Um, it was it was cool. At least for my reading, it was it was like she went straight to the point. I didn't feel like there was any like point where she was like researching me. You know, like there wasn't enough time. She wasn't looking up drum and drummer. Yeah, like wasn't looking at like all my personal issues. You know, so she said a few things that were very like uh, frustrating to hear. Um, so we'll see what happens within the next few months. Well, what was your what was your thought process? What was your expectation going into it? Uh my expectation going into it was um was was of uh, the curiosity of wondering if they were going to say anything specific. Because if they can do they for the most part it was fairly broad. Like I told you guys about it. It was fairly broad. Um but I st- like they, there was a, like one or two things that she said that I was like, oh, that's in- okay, that's interesting. But then again, I'm like, it's online, you know. I was still skeptical, but the experience of it was cool because it's just you're getting all these things that you you could be about you, you know. But I just don't know how much I can trust the online process, you know. Why? It just feels like I don't know. It's for like an energy type of reading where you need to like pick up off of them and kind of like let them flow through you a little bit. It's I feel like that's so nearly impossible at least the way I think about it for that to work. Like if I like if I want to like read somebody energetically, like I I need to like feel you. I need to be there and like with you in the same space. You know what I mean? Like that just makes sense to me. But maybe they're just super strong and it's just like whatever. I don't know. Um but my experience is fairly boring compared to Matthew's. Matthew's experience well, is way boring more fun. because it worked. It worked. It didn't he has work. To go with fucking why didn't, why didn't it bar. work? We don't know if it worked yet. We'll see. If it worked. <laughs> it was smooth. It was. It was. Yeah. To it, be was, it was. a smooth experience. So, for those of you that haven't done this, let me explain the process. You type in Mystic Sense. I almost said Mystic Sense again. <laughs> MysticSense.com. I say, do you want to give them free advertising? Yeah, man. Sure. And then you go on read. and you make an account and they have a list of all these people that are either A online or B will get a notification and jump online if you select them. They have ratings, reviews, and they all have like some of them have a specialty. Some specialize in 
uh, clairvoyance. Some specialize in relationships. Some specialize in divorce and breakups. Some specialize in lifestyle, financials. Some specialize in spirituality and psychic right, right. abilities, okay, right? Okay. So they have all this stuff. <laughs> and they have their pictures. And you go through and you Every look at the reviews and you, you know, I was like, hey, I don't want to, I just read me the names. And one of the first names that Dalton said <laughs> that stuck out to me was clairvoyant candy bar. And I didn't say it as in like, hey, Matt. Look at Clairvoyant Candy Bar. I went, what the, who the fuck is Clairvoyant Candy Bar? And it stuck out to me. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I go through, and you have to basically load up your account with money uh, in order to pay for this fucking yeah. thing. So yeah. I decided it was between Clairvoyant Candy Bar and, like, uh, Psychic John or something Psychic like that. John, yeah. So I decided to go with Clairvoyant Candy Bar. Honestly, because her picture, she looks like somebody that's seen a thing or two in the spiritual world. So... I'm going to read you guys my exact messages, <laughs> the way that they are written. So she starts out and she says, Hui, with H-U-I. Then I say, hello. She says, how are you? Spelt how, H-O-W, the letter R, U, with a closed bracket after the U for Yeah, so I think about Matthew. He hates single-lettered single lettered words. It bugs the hell out of me. Then I say, great. Thank you for asking. Thinking she's going to start asking me questions to get information. Then she says, what are your questions? <laughs> so then I'm sitting here out lo- thinking out loud, like, what do I ask? David turns around and says, ask what will happen when your Saturn returns for you. And I said, what? And David says, say, what will happen when your Saturn returns for me? So I say, what will happen when your Saturn returns for me? Which I believe is referring to something going on in outer space with Saturn and astrology and all that stuff. So then she comes back with, can you rephrase that? So then I decided to just scratch all that and go for something that I know I you know, am interested in. So then I said, what will my financial and career status look like within the next year? Then she says, fetal, F-E-E-D-L, new job by January or promotions. All right. So, you know, in what industry? She said, see office management. I said, okay, thanks. And I hung up because that was not worth it at all. So $10 later, um, I decided that I was over this and Dalton and David are kind enough to coerce me into refilling my account and giving it another go. (laughs) (laughs) Not sponsored. So this is my second one, which was a much better experience. So I started going through and I was like, all right, clairvoyant candy bar did not do the trick. So I decided to go with Citrine. Citrine. Right. And so she is uh, someone that her specialty was uh, psychic abilities and stuff like that. So I was going to base all of it off of that. Right. So she says, hey, how are you? How can I help you? All spelt out perfectly with great punctuation. So we're already off to a better start. So I said, hi, I'm doing good. I'm wondering about my connection to the spiritual world. She says, what exactly are you interested in? What is your current spiritual practice? And have you already been working on the connection? If yes, in which way? And then I said, I've always felt connected ever since I was young and I've had some spiritual experiences, but I'm wondering if I have any spiritual powers, if that's the right way to ask that. I meditate and I've been working on the connection. She says, all right, that's fine to ask. No worries. Let me open a reading with the cards and see what they advise you to do. And I said, all right, thank you. So then she goes away for a little bit. I believe that this person was working with some cards. So I was like, I'll gladly pay for this time. Was legitimately sitting at their table flipping the cards for you. It only took her two minutes. So I'll gladly pay two minutes, right? 
So she says, so the first thing, we all have spiritual powers, knowledge, and of our ancestors as well, thousands and thousands of years old. It's up to us to have discipline, practice, and dedication to unlock this potential. What the cards say for you is to fully let go and let your light shine in all aspects of your life, not just spiritual. You are about to find out some new revelations, but it is vital that you uncover them in proper energy clean space. If you already have a specific place where you meditate, it's good to improve in this, improve in this period in some way. Add some new things. What kind of spiritual things do you work with? Also, finding a patron deity, goddess, god, or a spiritual nature, uh, spirit of nature, spirit of nature is advised. Some spirit to guide you further. So I said, I have crystals that I meditate with. I've always been nervous to meet my spirit guides. Can you advise on who slash what they are and how to meet them? Then she says, only you can access your guides. And you should only trust your intuition on that. Or if it's from another person to be someone who has worked with for spiritually, who has worked for years spiritually. You can make a little altar for your ancestors. Call to your ancestors who were in, who were in spiritual, spirituality who walk the same path, ask. Ask so that they hear you all the way to the faraway stars. Your intention and focus must be clear and direct. And then loose. Wait, look, listen for signs, trust your gut, your first thought, and your intuition. If you aren't already, journaling is highly advised. Then she says, you can dedicate in a certain crystal for them. Also, one of the deities related to magic, witchcraft, spiritual practices would be best to guide you. Are you drawn to some cultures? And I said, I've always been drawn to Buddhism and Indian culture. But then my account ran out of money. So we kind of stopped the conversation there. <laughs> and at that point, I wasn't down to refill and to discover this more. But this one was a much better experience than fucking clairvoyant candy bar. I feel like it started very broad. And then it slowly kind of narrowed itself down. Yeah. But um, that's interesting. It still wasn't as specific as yours, Dalton. No, mine was very, very specific. Like they were still, they were like explaining the process of being spiritual to you <clears throat> rather than like telling you how spiritual you, you how are. Telling you specifically was going to connect with you. Yeah. But I, nonetheless, I feel like if, would you, would you do this again, Matt? Uh, not online. I think I'd rather do it in person. Yeah, I would do this. I would do this again, but in person. Do you think this would hit harder if it was in person? I think it'd be a lot harder to f- to hide my facial expressions. So, you, like when they when they call out something that's correct, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, oh, you mean when they're telling you like stuff what they you were don't telling me here?" That one, I was like, doing that, you know. If, for people listening, I was making a gross face right now, but it Matt, was it's uh it's interesting. What do you think it'd be? How do you think it'd be different being in person? Um. Well, one, you can sense their energy and like their vibe and they can definitely pick up on that with you. Um, and then two, it's like, you know, you get to see them, like what cards fall out and you can normally, if you've never done like a, a tarot card reading, like they'll have it and they'll ask you, you know, is a card drawing to you? And normally like randomly you're sta- you've been staring at one since they pulled them out. Yeah. So you'll point it out. You know what I mean? So there's, I feel like you missed out on that aspect of it. Um, a lot of what what the second lady was saying like does resonate with me just like thoughts that i've been having or things i've been feeling so i don't i wouldn't say it's like it's broad in nature yes but i think that's just where i'm at right now um with that but um i just think you get more of a personal touch in person and yeah like this anybody who's skeptical or doesn't you know necessarily believe it like yeah they just you're 
you're giving them more to go off of to lie to you. You might be true, but you know. either way, I feel like it brings clarity. Sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if you if you are on a very basic path and they can call it that basic path, but you he- you hear and see it from somebody else, it changes your perspective. So if it helps, it helps. It's like the placebo effect. Like people are like, oh, that's just placebo. Like it helps me not hurt, so I'm all for it. Like yeah, go for it. If you want to chill the fuck out, it's just something to do. Not gonna kill you. You already preemptively shutting down people yeah. who are being skeptical yeah, of, of this segment. I mean, they can they can be as skeptical as they want. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't fucking talk to me about it. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, 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 like me and Matt growing up, we were always scared of that stuff. Like we were supposed to be like, that was like the devil's shit. Like we were not scared supposed to of look psychic at it. readings. Yeah, like any, anything a, in that nature. I think there's a difference between. Okay, hold on. Why? I feel like that. I feel like there's a difference between psychic <laughs> reading. <laughs> David's the only person who will stop you mid sentence. When you're about to explain something and then ask you to explain it. Hold on. That sounded Why? like the end of it. I feel like there's a difference between psychic readings and like Ouija boards and ritual summonings yeah, and well, stuff like that. I mean, we're not calling out demons, you know, but like it's just there's there's so much like unknown out there that we're, we're always going to have in our lives. And that's that's a given. But if there's a way we can figure out just a little bit of it, it helps us kind of bring more comfort to where we are. And I think that's if people need that, they need it. You know, it's but, not in anybody's place to judge them for it. But why were you so scared of psychic readings when you were younger? Um, our parents just related it to the devil. We just we don't want to go to hell. It's pretty much the basics of it. You know, if you believed in that stuff or you looked at that stuff or you were around that stuff, you were going to hell. Mom's not going to like that, but it's uh, it's fairly true. Isn't it? Isn't like psychic readings somewhat similar to like the prophets being able to see beyond or depends who you ask, (laughs) (laughs) ask the right people. (laughs) Uh, I think the difference is that a lot of times like psychic readings are, it's like for whatever reason, there's a difference between psychics and prophets, prophets, it's God showing them something, but for psychics, psychics, it's. Uh, some evil entity that is twisting things around in order to, you know, to tell you what you want to hear, but it's not actually the truth. Mm-hmm. It looking at it now, like not necessarily, you know, um, being in the church anymore. Like it seems obscure. It seems weird to like. There's not really that big of a difference. But when you're in it and you're, you know, you see and you're these prophets are people that are, have a direct connection to God and they're speaking to God and they can hear God's voice and they're saying exactly what he's saying. When you're in the church and like that's that's what you're hearing and practicing, there becomes a huge distinction from the source of the knowledge as opposed to when you're on the outside looking in and you kind of are just like everything is all one. There, That distinction necessarily, it kind of goes away, right? But that's really the biggest difference. And then too, I think too, like growing up, like, you know, Anytime there was a psychic in um, like a movie, it was portrayed as this crazy witch lady mm-hmm. that had all these strings attached to hell. And, you know, she's the closest thing to Satan you could find, you know. So I think that didn't help matters at all either. Um, not saying that that's not true for some people. Uh, I just don't think that it's necessarily every single person out there. Can we just talk about how cool those tarot cards are, though? Like, like the art? Dude, they're beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. They have some cool ass tarot cards. And I know I'll come across them when I'm on like TikTok and stuff. 
and I and sometimes I've seen one with like a Rick and Morty like tarot card reading and then they had like a Star Wars tarot card one and I was like these are dope man so I, I always love them I just I like the artwork um, I don't take everything they say you know I take it all with a grain of salt because again it's all online I don't really trust that but it is it is interesting to see what they can come up with and how they read it so you've done tar- a tarot card reading online uh, no I watch them on TikToks oh yeah they do them on TikToks so and they go someone so someone will someone will just do a reading will comment like hey ask can you can you do a no, reading no, no. based they, on this or whatever I, I felt the need to make this video for somebody who is in the need to hear this if this if they go if this was sent if this is on your for you page it's meant for you oh, okay. and they do a whole reading and it's fucking up the spiritual community because everyone's pissed they're like don't trust that anything they do do not trust go in person do not sit do not take what they're saying you know don't go and actually that's such do it. a that's such like a channelless kind of like reading it, it's mm-hmm. it's weird i feel like yeah if it's the reading supposed to be for one specific person on one specific thing and then now you're just opening it up for everyone yeah not yeah. really helping their case too much yeah. you know do I mean? you have one of those videos you want to watch one of them right now i have a shit ton of them but i don't have like i mean they pop up on my for you page like once a day or so oh but you haven't like liked any of them mm-hmm. or saved any of them not really no not really um but and was this your first psychic reading ever? Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Matt? Uh, yes. By a psychic, yes. So this goes back to that conversation earlier where like we talked about like <laughs> okay. So like I've had times where I've been at church or I've been at school or I went to Christian university like there's times where I've been walking around and somebody will come up and say something for me like very personal like directly to me and they'll just be like hey God wanted me to tell you this and they'll tell I've had that happen quite a bit. So I don't I mean if where I'm at now where we're just lumping it all together like then yes. But I've never like walked into like Voodoo Mama Juju's house to sit down and like you know you should go to her house, dude. Have her like sit down and do a reading or anything. But she makes good brownies. You know, dude, like she's the best. But um, but yeah. So my first one by somebody that called. So that was your psychic. first um, willing reading. I wouldn't even say that. Just my first reading from somebody who claims to be a psychic. Um. I mean, is it fun? Yes. Do it if you want. Don't do it if you don't. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. It is online. But if you can go in person, I would say take that. And then also take that with a grain of salt. Take that with a grain of salt if you want. Salt for everyone. Yeah. I'd say seeing it online with you two was harder for me to buy, to fully just like live in that moment. Also probably because I wasn't the one doing it. You should have. Uh, I don't know why you didn't. I don't know why you didn't. Well, because it's your guys' thing. It's our uh, podcast. You're here every week with us. I, I, I thought we got crap. past he this on like the first I, fucking week. It's been, we're at episode 99. At 99 and you're and still fucking You're still unsure if you're part of the understand. podcast? You got a problem? <laughs> yes. yes. I feel bad for your son. <laughs> I got 99 problems with the podcast ain't one. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You're right. Fucking week 100, guys. We'll be having a new. Uh, oh, I, fuck, we're dude. taking a fucking break he after that. He fucking blew us out the water on that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
heavy this thing is sometimes. I just throw it and just pop. Wouldn't pop. it be the opposite? You figure how light it is? Well, I feel like since it feels heavy, so I toss it more. So you put more force <laughs> into your movements. It feels heavy, but it actually is light. Yes. Okay. Yes. What topic are we doing? And we're back. All right. Hold on. Does Rachel still listen to the podcast? No. She's just behind. She's be- oh, okay. Just Actually, like everyone else. Oh my. <laughs> hey, you know who does? John. When we were in the McDonald's yeah, drive no, he for an me. hour, he showed me. He made me look and see every single one. Oh, he showed you your seats? Uh-huh. He goes, look, I, I really listen to these, bro. He told me. <laughs> he, told, he started back up after uh, the bachelor party. Yeah, I feel he like, was if like he, he was did, like, I'm, wor- I'm catching up. And then every time there's a new one, I listen to that one. There you go. I'm like, yeah. Johnny boy. I feel like if he really did listen to it, though, like he would ask more questions about why we are the way we are. He's known as long enough. He knows. I think so? Yeah. He's, I mean... I feel sometimes, like he just met, like we've just started talking, like becoming closer as friends. Sometimes you don't want to know more about someone. You're just like, wow, that's them. Just appreciate them from afar. Yeah. <laughs> better, for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we jump into all of our spooky topics, Ooh. we're going we're gonna to ease into it a little bit because uh, we've been coming in hot. We're gonna, this we're is gonna, a spooky topic. We're going to pump the brakes. It's an, easy, it's an easy one, though. It's an easy David, it's an easy one. Like said, not, if, not if not if these signs prove true. Okay. Well, we're going to find that out together. We're going to solve the mystery of how to tell if your house is haunted. Do you have a visitor? So Is someone there? Is someone there? Are they knocking on your door? No, they're knocking on your head. Or is it just David playing pranks? Yet again. Did I do that to you guys? No. David, you've done everything. Um, all right. Are we just going to... We're gonna. We're gonna you go want to lead this? Us? Yeah. Lead the, this? the fam. No, you guys can lead this. The right, family don't. handyman. I'll do the intro. I'll do the intro, <laughs> and, then, and then hand it over to you guys. God, Jesus. <laughs> That's the hardest. <laughs> he told me to go for it. <laughs> I listened, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he stop us? I'm so confused. He stops us midway through a sentence. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Brad's <laughs> uh, right, face was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, lead us in, big guy. <laughs> I can't. Just, just go. Uh, How to know if your house is haunted? By Julia K. Porter. Halloween's mm. Among Us. Upon us. Dalton, like, what are some signs? Like, what do you think, bro? Before uh, we, there's, for me, ten, there's 10 of them. If I were to give my first, like, I'll, I'll do my first three initial, uh, first five initial signs. Uh, I'd say the first sign you'll, you'll have. <laughs> the first sign, you see them. <laughs> Second sign, they tell me that they're there. <laughs> Hey man, I'm here. <laughs> nah, I'm here. Hey, big, big ghost of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's not even that funny. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. All right, I think we're good. All right, five. How do you know if your house is haunted? 
Okay, uh, the first thing that you'll notice, you'll find yourself naturally looking at certain parts of a room. When you walk into a room, normally, for for me, it goes visual first. So I'll, I'll start to find myself looking at a certain point of the wall or a certain corner where there's just, for some reason, there's some type of energy over there that I'm resonating with. Uh, sign number two is uh, is when you start feeling like uncomfortable, like you're being watched. You start like like it just the the energy is increasing, so you start to feel a little bit more unsettled, right? Um, number three, you start getting some form of electrical abuse where it's like lights turning on and off, or they're like you know like something's not working, like the fire alarm's going off. <laughs> what? What? You never heard of electrical abuse? No. I don't think that's an actual it's thing. Not. What is it? electrical? Um, oh. Electrical. <laughs> just imagine you just walking, lightning <laughs> strikes you. You're fucking haunted again. <laughs> oh, oh shit! This is a mess. Uh, okay. Uh, spooky enough. <laughs> They're all laughing. We're it's too okay. happy to be talking about David, it. David will put the spooky sounds okay, behind Okay, what's, what's the electrical word I'm, I'm looking for then? The only thing I can think of is electrical abuse. <laughs> need a better so word. aggressive. Uh, people are just electrified. Electric. Electric. Electrically infused. Boogaloo. The electric, boogaloo? <laughs> when you start realizing you have an electric boogaloo in the house, um, you just start having like red, random like little power outages, I guess you could say. Um, for me, uh, recently I've been having a lot of issues with uh, um, our electronics, um, our fucking toasters, and all that shit just randomly going out when I'm around. Uh, so that's been kind of weird. Um, so that's like one thing I always need to notice too. Um, and then four, I would say, Oh, uh, my fire alarm went off when I left the house the other day. Yes. Oh, did it go off for you too? No, no, no. Just for you. Oh yeah. So when Matthew left his house the other day and it was just me, my parents were, were, my, my parents were gone on vacation. Matthew and Mo were gone for the weekend. It was me just freaking chilling out dog. And right when he leaves the house and goes and drives away. I watched them leave because I was waving by, and um, through the window they couldn't see me. And um, right, right when they leave, uh, like I hear like a, you know like the fire alarm, the beep, and I was like, "Where is that coming from?" And I couldn't find one because we've taken a few of them out of the house just because they're annoying. <laughs> um, so if you walk around the house, you'll notice we don't really have them because they're it was like they're super sensitive fire alarms, like super super like. No, we're just really bad at making bacon. So every yeah. time we try to make bacon, it's just so freaking bad. smoke fills the house. Uh, and it was like, it was it just really annoying. So I didn't know where we had like one other one. But turns out there was one in Matthew's room. And I didn't know Matthew had one in his room. So um, that's not there anymore. Well, no, it is. I turned it, I turned, I just turned the button off and it stopped. Oh, nice. But it was just weird. It was just a weird thing. Um <clears throat> Uh, for four and five, four is always sounds. Four is just some some form of a voice. Sometimes you'll hear your name being called, you know. Um, and then five is uh, shadow figures at night. You'll think you're just seeing things, but sometimes it's like the real thing. It just kind of depends, you know. You gotta play it smart and feel your feelings. But if you don't want to do those things, you probably won't see it. It's interesting. It's not fun either. 
How many of your five overlapped that? Mm, probably most of them. Uh, I, I believe with the, the eye fixation thing, you just feel pulled to a certain, like, not even necessarily like you see something, but like you just, your eyes will rest on an area and you won't really know why. Um, that, and then another thing too is like you start hearing weird noises around the house, like random things will start to just like, you'll hear closing, something will close. Um, I've actually never experienced footsteps. Oh man. Um, so I know that's pretty common though. I know you hear that quite a bit. Um, voices are a thing. Definitely have heard that. Uh, <laughs> whether that's a ghost or they're just in my head, I don't know, but, uh, I definitely know that that's a thing. Um, but another one is just like temperature changes. Like if there's like severe temperature changes, like all of a sudden you just get like a cold breeze, but all the windows are closed. Um, it'll get really cold or you'll get really hot. Like one of the two I've experienced both. Um, and then if you have pets and they, Ugh, that's are, the worst. They are fixated on something or they are afraid of a specific area or room of your house. Yeah. It's usually not the best sign. Yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst one. Cause it's just, it's you like, you know, you know, like, you know, and it's creepy and like getting dogs involved. Just don't, don't get the dogs involved, man. How long does it have to be a continuous thing with your pet to know it's not just some fluke that your pet's staring at one if somebody, corner? If somebody comes by and they ask about it and then your response is, yeah, they've been doing that. I don't know why. That should let that now trigger. Or if they come over and you're like, oh, yeah, they just they, they don't really like to go in there anymore. If you use those comments at all, something's going on. Something's happening. Something's racking in that brain of yours. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a little spooky. Yeah. But let's see how many of those we nailed in this article. Number one. This is from also, this is from the family handyman. Oh, wow. So This would be the person that knows some things. Yeah, yeah obviously. Number handyman. one, you're hearing weird sounds. Boom. One for the there. boys. Bingo. Although it could be your house settling or noisy neighbors. How? What the fuck does that mean about a fucking house settling? I think that's fucking bullshit. It's like when uh, the temperature changes, like the wood in your house, like if you have hardwood floors, it like expands and contracts. Ah. Uh. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like the fridge ice machine is something we've all experienced where we'll be sitting down watching a scary movie and then right oh on God, cue, yes. the ice will start to fall and you're like, oh shit, yeah. you think something's going on? Ice machine's a dick. Or the AC turns on. Or drafts in your house. Mm-hmm. The AC turns on and that freaks you out? sometimes really or like drafts like we have since drafts are creepy since my parents have two two stories <laughs> like the wind gets caught up there it'll open and close doors upstairs oh that oh. happens to my dad's always the, time. the worst because he, he leaves his window open and like vacuum it's like a vacuum suction mm-hmm. you sit there and then my dad's door will go wham because it's just like it gets fucking windy out here um the second one is that things aren't always where you left them yeah i, I wouldn't count that as much of a uh, as a ghost, it's more of a gnome in your house. But wait, you skip the uh, you skip the second sentence of if you hear weird noises <laughs> wait, in your that house. Um, do a little research to see if someone died in your home. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely research it's just that. A pretty extreme step and, if you're hearing and, weird sounds. And if you're um, weird sounds, hmm, someone died. If, here. if you're buying a house or or renting, if it's been after like three years, they don't have to tell you that somebody actually died in your house 
uh, listen to last year's episodes, you'll find out all about all that fun that our mother yeah. got to have. What were the two things? What was the thing you guys both saw? <clears throat> we're gonna say. It oh, right it's now. the next one. Okay, so wait, things aren't always where you left them. Yep. You find ectoplasm in your house. Not unlike the slime in Ghostbusters, ectoplasm is a repulsively repulsive slimy substance thought to be left by ghosts, particularly particularly when they are being contacted by a medium. <laughs> What did you say what it like was that? that? Why do you say word? it like that? Con- contacted? Contacted? <laughs> contacted? I don't know. Uh, I've never even heard of that. And yeah, all right. That's that's two that you guys didn't have on your list. That's two, but we did have your pets are behaving strangely. That's a good one. You have random cold spots in your house. Mm-hmm. That's what, three? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're being touched. Ooh. No, this is, this is interesting. Um, I have felt something sit on my bed before. I have felt something poke my butt before. And I have felt something play with my hair. Now, the hair one was very, was very much like a fucking no-no. Like recently? Because you've uh-huh. only had long hair for a little while. Uh, It was maybe sometime like last year. Okay. I was asleep and I thought it was my mom. I was like, I was like, mom, mom. And like turned around, and nothing was there, and like my hair like like was still kind of up. And when I turned, like it dropped, and I was like, then I went back to sleep. I thought you just said that was a big no no. Yeah, but you just went back to sleep. I wasn't gonna let it keep me up. I was tired. You hear mysterious voices, wailing, etc. Oh, that's not it. That's sponsored content. <laughs> Alexis, <laughs> get one now. You see strange shadows. Yeah, shadows are common. Your house has a spooky history. Ah, yes, it can be. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and last but not least, you get a vibe. <laughs> Sometimes you just know, you know? You know yourself and your surroundings. So if you feel like there may be ghosts lurking, there just might be. Trust yourself, man. Yeah, trust your Everybody gut. Everybody has good intuition if you can trust it. Do you think houses also have their own energies, like it says here at the bottom? Yeah, it may absolutely. not be haunted; it just has an energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. what is what does that mean if it's got a negative energy? Uh, a lot of times, negative acts or have been associated with there with that house or have been done there. So not necessarily meaning that like was, there's nothing like just lurking there. It's yeah. just more of like the energy that was left there from the activities that happened are still there. And I feel like it's not to say that it can't go away. But it's going to take a very long time and a lot of like energy put towards that one thing for it to go away. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. So if any of those, if I'm describing your house, um, fun fact, go get it checked. Um, yeah. Go go uh, get one of these mediums. Yeah. Um, on uh, just whatever, don't get whatever the fuck. Don't get called. a clairvoyant candy bar, and you'll be all right. Yeah. Just don't ask her anything. I think my girl was, what was her name? Desiree? I think her name was Desiree. Yeah, go get Desiree to read your house for you and see what your house loves. All right. Well, before this episode, we hmm. got to sit down and we got to jump into a scary movie of the week. And this week was a psychological horror movie. I told David to fuck us up. I was like, just fucking fuck us up. He said, okay, do you want to be fucked up for the person or fucked up for you? And I was like, 
me. Of like, like the characters' it, minds yeah. get fucked up in a psychological horror, or you, the viewer's mind. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to get, I wanted to get like fucked, you know. So he made us watch this uh, movie out that came out in 2014. This is a big year for Scotland. Big year for Scotland. Big year. Uh, and it's called Under the Skin. And it's with Scarlett Johansson. Yes, it is. And uh, I have no idea what the fuck happened in there's that There's not even like... Uh, I don't think I was psychologically fucked. I was just psychologically confused, which I don't know if that means you accomplished your mission or if I just didn't understand it. Because I don't think I'll have a hard time sleeping tonight. I'll just not think about it because I don't understand it. <laughs> so I'm just going to give out my spiel. Let's this, have it, dude. This is exactly what I think happened in the movie. Oh, hold on. This is 2014, so a lot of spoilers are about to happen. Because um, <laughs> we're going to try and figure out what we're gonna try. We're going to have open dialogue about this movie. So if you haven't seen it, you want to see it, skip until you don't hear Dalton start talking about the fact that he saw Scarlett Johansson naked. Uh, yeah. And then you should be good if that's done. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool, too. That's Those are cool scenes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Under the Skin... Um, it starts out with uh, Scarlett Johansson like killing some bitch, taking her clothes and wearing it out, right? And she uh, goes and does her thing, and she's like constantly looking for victims. And these victims are whatever, whatever men are alone, don't know anybody, just got there or on vacation, and she will take them on a trip or take them in the van. And, you know, they're always entranced by Scarlett Johansson's eyes because she has great eyes, you know. So they're, they're like, always talk about her eyes. And then, you know, they're, like, just, tra- in like, trance? In a trance? In a trance. In a trance of love, like, towards towards her, right? And so they get to this really freaking creepy-ass house. And uh, they walk in. And she starts walking backwards while she's undressing. And, you know, the men are undressing, too, trying to, like, get to her. And walking and walking and walking, and then all of a sudden, like you see the levels of him and her like start to change, and the male starts going lower and lower, like he's sinking, sinking. I guess I don't, I don't really know what he was sinking into, but it kind of seemed like he was sinking into like what maybe what Matthew said was like kind of like a womb of some sort, and it would take away its its like life source pretty much, and it would just become flappy skin that would just lay in there. It looked really gross. Um, and then you start to, later on. You start to see more and more of her house, and her house is just fucked up. It's just gross looking inside, and it's kind of like the person, like the the human doesn't know how to be human, like the like the aspects of what would matter for a person doesn't matter for her. And uh, you slowly start to see her develop that she doesn't, she can't eat food, she doesn't eat any food, um, you know, she can't have sex, and it's like all these like human capabilities that she's wanting to have. But she can't have them at all. So she starts to figure out that maybe she's not human, but she wants to be human. So there's like this internal battle with very little words, by the way. She doesn't she doesn't really talk. I don't think she had one no, she had she had lines, but it wasn't like it was like at one point everything just shut off. Like it was pure silence for like 30, 40 minutes. And um it it kind of just makes you continually think about what what is going on in her head. Like, why is she acting this way, but then doesn't know how to, like, interact with the human when it's not on her terms? When she's not in her van, she interacts very weirdly, you know? She's not in a comforted space, but 
but then she does sometimes. Like it's just like these weird moments where she could be human so easily, but then it like when it shuts off, it shuts off hard, and like she can't interact socially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I was thinking that this kind of represents that she is she doesn't know who she is anymore. So she's going on this kind of like self discovery type thing. But what I think happens is there's an alien that is inside the body as we see, right? I think that is an alien. I think the alien would consume the bodies and it would ingest it and then it would hibernate, hibernate. So I think the alien would hibernate and then she was able to start to figure out herself. Like she was like a newborn pretty much, like figuring things out, learning how things worked in the real world. But when it would wake up because it was hungry again, it would take anything that she had of joy and it would consume it. And so it was like just a constant circle. And then once it realized that it couldn't control her and it, it wasn't going to serve him anymore or serve her anymore or whatever the fuck it was, um, it just took it off like a jacket. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of my thing. I feel like it's just like a, is it a really fucked up demon or like a, a alien? Yeah. Um, like in like in the beginning, like her questions were very awkward. Like they were very direct. Like there wasn't a lot of like small talk or like you know like playful banter. It was very much like, "Are you alone? Oh, so you're by yourself." And it'd be like a very direct question followed up with like a very playful way to get more information. Like, oh, like so you know, oh, your girlfriend isn't around. And like, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Then it would immediately cut back to, oh, so you're by yourself. Oh, you live by your like. It's just very like. If anybody were to ask me those things, like, I'd probably be like, "What? Why do you want to know all this information?" You know. That's why I don't know if you guys caught it, but near the end, when she's in the forest and she's walking through, the guy started asking her those questions. Those same exact yeah, and and the guy ended up being a predator, right? And so it's like she was. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, "Oh, like now she's getting asked those questions and she doesn't like it," um, and. Then when she would go back to the house, they would she would be walking backwards like Dalton said, and it was kind of like they uh, they were walking. You know, like it's like if you were to walk into a lake or an ocean. Like as you walk in, you slowly start to sink deeper and deeper and deeper, but they couldn't get out. And then when they would get under there, they would basically like Dalton said their their soul would disappear, and they would just become like skin. And then all of a sudden, like they would go down some like blood chamber and get flushed out or some shit. Um, but it was like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Um, what? That she would like flush it out, like when she actually like used the bathroom. Like, is that when it would happen? Oh, you're talking about that one sequence where it's just like the meat traveling. Yeah, like yeah. The, all the all the internal organs of bones yeah. and stuff. Yeah, going down the drain. But the, what I didn't get was following this lady the whole time was this guy on a motorcycle that just I don't have any answers for that one. I don't just know. cleaned up her mess like cleaned up any trace of anything going on and then frantically was trying to search for her when when she was gone like at one point she just you know goes rogue and well there's something that happens that makes her go rogue so she has this she picks up this guy because like i'm assuming that she needed to eat these people for food because you don't see your there's only one scene throughout the entire movie you see her actually eat something other than these individuals right so 
She picks up this guy on the side of the road. The guy gets in. He has his hoodie on and is not, you can just tell, isn't interested in whatever. Like one-worded answers, doesn't want any dialogue. Uh, he takes his hood off. His face is all deformed. He has like elephantitis or something, right? Just all jacked up. Um, and she starts to compliment him and give him attention and finds out, you know, starts asking questions. Are you alone? Do you have a girlfriend? Blah, 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 blah. And so she's like, then she's, you know, kind of goes off script and she's like, well, when's the last time like you've like had human touch? And he goes, never or whatever, right? So she grabs his hand and then lets him touch her face and then lures him back to the house, right? Where we're assuming that she's going to, you know, do the same thing she did with everyone else. But then what ends up happening is she starts to, but then all of a sudden the scene cuts to him leaving the house. After she's been looking in the mirror. Yeah. So then she comes down and she has this like moment of like self, uh, self self-awareness, right? And then it seems like, even in the conversation when she was talking to him where he started to kind of like express, like you could tell that this was somebody that was outcasted from society just based off of his appearance, right? Like he was born that way. It was a, a, a birth defect. If you want to call it that? Like, like he looked so incredibly different than everybody else. And you know that he just got, you know, he's had a rough life. There's no way that that guy hasn't. And just through those interactions compared to all the other people that she's normally without even having a second thought lured in, ate him, whatever. Right. This one was different where you see her start to feel empathy. You see her start to think about somebody other than herself and her, you know, primal needs. So then when she lets him go, even though she doesn't give the poor guy his clothes back and he's running around these fields, you know, like a naked monster, you know, running around. She goes on this, like, like Dalton said, this self-discovery journey. She stares at herself in the mirror and you can tell she's having this like existential crisis. Like, who am I? Am I the skin? Am I the person underneath? Am I the person that's thinking my thoughts? Like, am I the person observing me thinking my thoughts? Like, like, you know, she, you can see her going through these moments of that. Then she like leaves, um, starts walking randomly, tries to eat cake, spits it all up because she doesn't like the taste of it. Uh, or I don't know if she could even like, like, yeah, could even, yeah, swallow it. You know what I mean? Like, does she have like a digestive system? Who knows? Um, yeah, and then at one point she meets up with a guy and, you know, seems to actually feel like some type of romantic connection to the dude. And, you know, they start making out and hooking up and turns out that uh, there's no entryway for further activities and that it's just like a closed vessel. Um, so then I didn't I didn't piece that together. I had no idea what the heck was happening. And you see that she had never even thought about that before because she stops and, like, starts to inspect and she's like, oh, shoot. Like, she just gets her stuff and runs away. Mm-hmm. Um. And then at the very end, like the this the meat suit comes off and you see the entity for what it is. And I just I, like I said, I'm not like I don't think I'll dream about it tonight. Like I don't think I'll be scared of it, but I just am more like confused. I wanna know what the fuck the guy was doing. Yeah. Like I wanna know why 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 he was so involved. Cause there's at that the w- end? Oh, yeah. the motorcycle guy. Yeah. Cause there's that one scene where like he's obviously in the house. Right. Yeah. He's like in the house mm-hmm. with her and he's like walking around, like inspecting her, like looking her up and down and all this stuff. And she's sitting there and you can just tell she's going to do whatever this guy says. And then he leaves. It's like, who is that guy? And then when she disappears, he has like four different, you know, people on motorcycles that all go to look for her. Apparently they're all racers, man. They went so fast. Yeah. He's the one that brings the initial girl to her too. Yeah. When they get the clothes. Mm-hmm. So, um, Good movie. I mean, you know, it was all right. Like I said, it's a movie you'd probably never, ever watch otherwise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what's our movie for next week, David? Do you know? 
Well, next week I've got it up. I've got a couple options that you guys can uh, choose from because I just don't know what you guys have seen. It's um, supernatural horror. You know, it might just be Origin of Evil if you guys haven't seen that one because everything else is even older than that. Dope. Let's do it. So I have a question. Uh, yeah. I feel like we're going to go off on a tangent for this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Let's do so it. So there was one time David was here for it. Me, Monique, and David were playing this very creepy indie game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anna. Anna. Yes. It's like an indie game for the PlayStation. And at later on into the game, you start to complete these like satanic rituals in order to get like further on into the house. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking... If you were to do something like that in a video game, like say, oh, if you were to do like a full like, like written full out written. ritual that was pulled from real Latin texts or whatever, yes, if you were to do like a, a ritual in a video game like that, like, is it possible that it transmutes out of the television or the game into real life? I think. My first, my first, my first thought of that is, like, I know why you said that. I've I've had that thought quite often. Um, but the reason why I don't think it's true is because the intent is isn't there. The intention is so is so important when you're doing something like that. Where if the intention is is for the entertainment factor, you're not going to get what you want. But if the intention is purely for the aspect of getting this thing to work or getting this uh, entity to come out when you have that intention and it's all in that's when you get the most out of that type of ritual right yeah so uh, what my thought is if there's not a lot of energy going in there's no energy going out because like you know you hear about a lot of times where like you know these like big um like (laughs) events like the emmys grammys whatever like you know the illuminati are using them for their rituals because it has to be done in public right um like, what if that's also the same for video games? Like, what if there's some people that are out there that are like, yeah, like, I'm, you know, this, you know, individual that, you know, I follow this belief system and I know that this needs to be done. They make it the virtual, which if they're, if the creator's intent in it is, you know, intentional and then they mass produce it to so many people, like, it's a way to spread something kind of like a virus, especially if it's in like a popular video game. Isn't that like the ring? I've never seen that. Oh, so, you never seen uh, the ring? So I don't know. I think I've seen oh, maybe it. we should watch that instead. Is that the one with the phone? The one rings? with the VHS, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of like that. I know the premise of it, but I don't, I've never it's seen good. it. It's good. I like that one. Yeah? Yeah, I like the ring. Um, but yeah, I, I just I thought about that when, when, I, when we were playing it that night because later on it gets like really dark. Like it, it gets fucking intense. And I just remember, I didn't even finish it. I told him, because like, nah, like I, my brain's thinking too much. Like it's causing me to question if like, if I do this here, is this shit going to start popping out of the screen and like into here? Like my brain just took off. So I was like, nope, we're going to do it and see. Fuck no. You got to think if everyone else has played this game, why would it only happen to you? Who knows? I don't want to be the one. Tell every horror horror movie starts. Yeah. Look at, look at the, uh, the ratio there. If it's a game that's going out to the world, it would have been, you could easily research it on YouTube. Be like, does this ritual work on here? Then if you see lights like flickering on and off on the in the video, then you know not to do it. Yep. Who knows? Who knows? Who that knows? is a good question, though. I like that question. 
All right, well, we got our signature segment to close this bad boy out on. Is it canon, bro? This week's Is It Canon, bro? is Succubus. <clears throat> and I guess Incubus. And uh, the entity known as the Hag. All right. So first thing that we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is that we're going to have David look it up. Yeah, because I don't know what. You guys don't know Succubus? I, I feel like I know it, but I'd rather have the true definition of it. What's your idea? What do you think it what is? Well, I think of the Hag is from the witcher uh-huh and all i know about the hag it's it's, it's like this little half raven half human looking thing mm-hmm. fucking creepy as hell but it can draw you in with it's like uh with its type of like can change form right so it turns to like this beautiful lady and it draws you in and then it eats you alive in it when it's when you're in its home that's what i think of the hag is okay that's also what i think the hag is because um, he also played the witcher mm-hmm so not quite. No. Okay, thank you. Uh, so a night hag and a succubus—they're a little bit different. A uh, night hag or an old hag is the name given to a supernatural creature, usually associated with sleep paralysis. Mm. And so the idea is that when you wake up with sleep paralysis you're you're like you feel like something's just on you holding you down and keeping you in place and so in older times that was manifested as the night like you wake up and the night had would be sitting on your chest keeping you immobilized and that was what was causing your sleep paralysis was uh was her and that's actually where the term nightmare comes from Hmm. uh but a, a, a succubus is a demon or a supernatural entity that is in female form that appears in dreams to seduce men. And from there, uh, it bleeds you dry of your energy. Because all you could think about is this succubus. No, like through the act. Like, because it's coming to you in in your dreams. So you're never resting. So then you have sex, and then you give away your energy force, or your life force. Yes. Uh, Yes. That's aggressive. Um, I, I. (laughs) The hag is interesting. And Lilith is actually what is it from? Ah. It's from uh, it's from Jewish uh faith. Was is the mother of all succubus? Her name is Lilith. Was Lilith, Lilith Adam's first wife, created Whoa. completely equal to Adam? Nice, Good Adam, player, player, and uh, she just rejected the idea of like not being fully equal, and so she uh, got like banished, and basically was like your curse for not going along with this is that you will lose a hundred children. You will give birth and lose a hundred children every wow. single day. So like her goal, <clears throat> her goal is to have children that survive. And so in order for that to happen, so she needs to she needs be a part of 101 sex dreams, at least 101. Yes. Wow. Yeah. What a life. Okay. So that, I did there not is, know any there of is that. a, uh, there is like a, yeah, no, I don't know if it's biblical, but, uh, there is an, 
Either way, it's fucked religious up. Religious origin to this. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Canon on this one. I, for both. For both. For both. Why? Um, let's start with Night Hag. Uh, Night Hag. Sleep paralysis. There's definitely like truth to it, and I think that um, if you've ever experienced it, you understand that like there's a feeling of something holding you down when you wake up. Um, or laughing. There's always laughter. I've never had that. Oh, really? Um, but as to what it is, like, I think that changes over time. Like, I think it's always something that you don't understand. It's usually is like dark and in, in feeling. Um, but I think that we just describe it differently as time goes on. And I think that just has a lot to do with like uh, children's stories that we grew up with. And, you know, the folklore that surrounds us now is very different from back in the day. Um, and the succubus, I think dreams are fascinating to me. Dreams are interesting because I think we don't understand it. And I think that there is a lot of activity that happens in our dreams that cause us to not actually get rest. Um, because like your mind is still active, your mind is still going, but also too, like, I just think that there's a lot out there. There's a lot of things that, you know, can come to us in dreams and cause us to our body to physically respond. So if we're experiencing and having these physical responses, you're not actually resting. Um, and I can totally see it being true. So I'm gonna go with Canon. Um, I'm going to go with not Canon, uh, just because I, like, I, I do believe that there's a succubus type energy, but there's not a, a succubus alone. If you know what I mean? Like there's not just a succubus. Like you're not just a, like you're, you can cast maybe like a spell, like some type of love spell where they can't stop thinking about you. And then they like to think about having sex with you in their dreams and stuff. And they're all into you. So that means that they love you more when they see you. I think that's like something that may, might maybe could happen. But I don't think like an actual succubus is a real thing. Um, the night hag is just sleep paralysis. And I think we just need to give it something to scare people. So I think that's why they chose the hag. But I don't think it's real either. Um, so I'm going to go not canon for both of them. So you don't see the succubus as a potential demon no. that infiltrates your dreams. No. And the other thing was like they, yeah, they take your sperm in order to create their own offspring no. and create more demons. I mean, if I had little demon Daltons running around, I feel like that'd be pretty fucking cool. But other than that, no. Really? No, I don't believe in it. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Why? Uh, I just don't, I just don't see how having, um, like sex in your head can cause a physical response. Like it's, ha it has to cause a physical response and like, yeah, it's also ener energies like going to and fro. Right. But at the same time, like you're still resting, you're not in a state to give. And like when you're dreaming, it's all for your, your conscience. It's all for you. It's everything that you've seen throughout the day, throughout your life that comes in one moment and gives it to you. So I I just don't see that as being taken away. All right, just a little bit of me there. All right, another not together canon. I'm starting to disagree. Very here. interesting. <laughs> you guys have been pretty on point with each other for like the past month and a half. Yeah. Very so, true. Well, what a way to go out with episode ninety nine. <laughs> what a way! It's a pre-existing injury. <laughs> why would I think about that? What? Did we talk about that earlier? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why podcast. I was thinking about it. What? Well, when we fell at the in San Diego and oh, you told yeah. the whole crowd, like, this is a pre-existing injury. <laughs>
Oh, my God. All right. We made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review uh, wherever you're listening to this. We'd appreciate that. And if you're here on YouTube, go ahead and click the subscribe button and hit the bell notification icon in the corner. And stay tuned because next week is week 100. Week 100, guys. Did it. That's 100 episodes. That's it. a hundred and a half episodes. Hundred and a half episodes. Hundred and a half. Technically, hundred and one because we had another bonus episode too. Yeah, we had one half episode. And we had one bonus episode. Yeah, but those don't count. So don't, those don't, don't worry about them. When uh, we have to watch the video of like the year anniversary of when we started recording, just to see how much more exhausted we look now from when we first started recording and putting it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, like episode fifty three. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm down. But. Anyways, as always, everybody stay safe, stay spooky. Until next week, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.